0: Hello, uh, this is Mike Cohen joining you, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, Pleasure to have with me Jacqueline Stevenson, who is an occupational therapist at the MUHC, uh, actually working in the COVID unit, and uh, I also had the good fortune of being her city councillor for many years. Uh, Welcome welcome aboard, Jacqueline. Hi, thank you. All right, well, I read something very interesting on Facebook this week about you, and I said we just got to do a talk with Jacqueline. Uh because uh, what you did was very, very uh, impressive. And I'll read the... It was a, a post by someone, a colleague named Kendra, who wrote, Today I witnessed something beautiful and heartwarming that I wanted to share. Jacqueline was performing a swallowing evaluation with a patient on the COVID unit. There was a language barrier, so Jacqueline contacted the family and placed them on speakerphone. I believe this was the first contact that they had with the patient. Their voices were filled with love, gratitude, and relief. It brought tears to my eyes. Jacqueline, you gave them such a gift on each of the units. Your gestures are having positive impacts on patients and their families. I'm inspired by your bravery, dedication, and perseverance. Very proud of my entire OT department. Let's keep chasing these rainbows. Jacqueline, how did it feel to see that that post?
1: Yeah, it, it felt uh, really nice. I mean, um, I, she had sent that email a while back, uh, and it was nice to to hear those words. I think everyone in my occupational therapy department Uh, has been doing a tremendous job, Uh, so it was nice. She's actually um, our coordinator, Kendra, so it was nice that she was recognizing all the work that we've been doing.
0: And and so what prompted you to do that good deed, if you will?
1: Uh, So I think uh, now, because a lot of the time um, patients' family members aren't allowed into the hospital, it makes uh, it a lot harder for them. And it's also more difficult for us to not have the family members at the bedside, especially when there's language barriers um, or the family members are usually the best to connect with the patients. Um, And so, uh, you know, this particular patient who can speak English or French, um, and a lot of our patients are older and sometimes they have dementia, uh, it's harder to really do a thorough evaluation. And I find it usually makes it better uh, in that case if the family is there uh, to either help translate or help encourage them to participate. Uh, And especially for a swallowing evaluation, there's a lot of um, different things we need to ask the patient to do. Uh, For example, speaking after they swallow so we can hear if there's any voice change. Um, So I felt that it would be best to have uh, the patient's uh, daughters on the phone to help throughout the assessment and be there for the patient.
0: Uh, Jacqueline, uh, uh, as a Communications and Marketing Specialist for the English Montreal School Board, I'm always proud of our graduates who've gone on to different professions. And you are a graduate of Edinburgh Elementary School in Montreal West and Royal West Academy. Uh, uh, when you, let's, let's start with Edinburgh, uh, which uh, my own daughter went to, uh, a fantastic school. What, uh, what did you want to be kind of when you grew up, when you were in Edinburgh? What, were, what was your goal at that time? Was it to be an occupational therapist?
1: No, so uh, I actually had no idea what an occupational therapist was uh, up until I graduated uh, Um But back in my Annenberg days, I, I remember a video uh, we had done when I was in grade 6, and they were asking all of us what our, uh, if we wanted our profession to be. And at that time, I wanted to be an ophthalmologist. I think it's because um, my uh, grandmother's brother, my great uncle, uh, was an ophthalmologist in Boston. Um, and so I knew that, you know, science was something that interests me, so that's something... At that time, I was hoping to be.
0: And, and Royal West, of course, is the jewel, a jewel in the system of the MSB, very hard to get into, and uh, very much so. You start off the first couple of years in French only. Uh, how did uh, your years in Royal West help you to where you are today?
1: So I think uh, I had the most amazing experience at Rural West. All the teachers I had were incredible, uh, very supportive. I loved the group of uh, kids that I went through high school with. Um, and I think what was really great about uh, Rural West is that it really allowed me to have a good uh, balance between school and extracurricular activities. Um, so I think that's something that's always helped me as uh, I've always been very busy throughout all my schooling um, with extracurricular activities, and Railway West really teaches you how to have that balance and, and how to work hard and how to study and do it efficiently so that you have time to do uh, other things as well.
0: So where did you go to CGEP and university, and tell us how, you, how the road to occupational therapy took place?
1: So uh, I went to uh, Dawson for CGEP. I was in health sciences. Um, I love sciences, and um, some of the extra courses I took at the end involved anatomy and physiology. Um, And I had actually no idea what occupational therapy was up until right around the time that it was time to apply for university. And I actually had a friend um, who, uh, she was a bit older than I was, and I was just talking to her one evening and saying, you know, I I have no idea what I should apply into. Um, I love sciences uh but i just i don't want to do i don't want to continue in math i don't want to continue in this and she was actually an engineer um and her mom was actually uh i think a nurse and she uh had a friend that was an occupational therapist and she was like what about this the kind of uh you know it's sciences and you're i was describing I want to work with people um and so i looked into the program and it seemed amazing and i and i applied and got in and i didn't actually even know until i was um going through it that it went into a ma I had no idea at the time when I started in, in my first year that it goes into a master's and uh, how it's a professional program. I was thinking, you know, it's kind of like you get three years of anatomy, physiology, and each year as I went on into the program, the more I fell in love with the profession.
0: So tell me, now going back to your profession, uh, working at the MU. how long have you been at the MUHC
1: for now? I've been there uh, about a year and a half, maybe a bit over a year and a half.
0: Okay, and how did you, so now you're working in the COVID unit, um, how nervous are you to be working in the COVID unit every day, and what precautions do you have to take?
1: So, I actually, um, when I first started, I was one of the first uh, occupational therapists that we sent over, now we have uh, a few, Um I was a little nervous, you know, the night before, thinking about, you know, everything I was going to have to do in terms of the precautions. Um, But the the day I started, it just kind of felt like um, business as usual with the patients, but making sure that we're, you know, taking those extra precautions of wearing the PPE, so the the protective equipment. um, And one of the things that we did is um, we made sure we always had a spotter, um, so either a physio or OT would um, spot each other when we're going in and out of the room uh, to make sure that we're doing everything step-by-step step and then we're comfortable with everything we're doing and we don't make a mistake. So that's actually why uh, when I did that evaluation, uh, my coordinator, Ken, here was outside the room to witness a moment because she was uh, spotting me to take on and off the PPE.
0: Interesting. So, so let us part with occupational therapy uh, and what an important profession is. Uh, for the person who's not quite clear, what does an occupational therapist do and what is so important about it?
1: So, um, occupational therapy, there's actually many different roles and it depends on the setting you're working in. So, um, there's occupational therapists that work in CLSCs, occupational therapists that work in rehab centers, uh, occupational therapists that work in schools, uh, long-term care centers, um, and the list goes on and on. And, um, and my role as an occupational therapist, we call it in an acute care setting, so in the hospital setting. Um, so in the hospital, uh, our role is, uh, there's many different roles, but one of the main ones is uh, discharge planning. So we'll do a functional evaluation. So we look at the patient's um, what we call activities of daily living, so their ability to get dressed, shower, cook, um, drive, uh, we evaluate all those elements and we see if the person is safe to go home or if uh, they need to go to rehab. Um, sometimes we have to work with them and provide rehab in the hospital to get them to rehab, if they might benefit from some CLSU services, if they um, if they need to uh, be relocated to a long-term care facility. So uh, we work closely with the whole multidisciplinary team, including a physio, a social worker, um, the doctor, uh, the assistant Henderson, and the liaison nurse to really make sure a patient gets out of the hospital safely. Um, we also evaluate cognition. So we look at the patient's um, a lot of different factors in there. Are they safe to cook? Are they safe to drive based on things like their memory, attention, uh, executive function? Um, and we also do swallowing assessments. So we look at if a patient's safe uh, to eat by mouth. Um, and if they're safe with certain textures versus others, um, we sometimes make splints for, um, for hand problems. Uh, so we have many different roles, but uh, all of it involves working closely with the multidisciplinary team to really get the patient, what we call, back to their baseline. So work with them to get them how they were before they came into the hospital.
0: Well, Jacqueline, this has been a real education. Uh, thank you very much for your time, and best of luck and stay safe.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. It was great talking to Jacqueline Stevenson.